This podcast is made possible by Empire Blue Cross Blue Shield, the whole health company. Welcome to our Go Bronx podcast, episode two. We made it to a second episode. I'm Olga Luce. And I'm Angel. On today's Go Bronx podcast, we are going to meet one of the country's founding fathers, Gouverneur Morris. Not only was he one of the founding fathers, but he was the guy responsible for actually writing the preamble to the United States Constitution. That's the part that reads, We the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. Do ordain and establish this Constitution for the United States of America. He was a pretty cool dude, and he is one of my favorite forefathers. Wait a minute, you have a favorite forefather? Yeah, doesn't everybody? Um... I think only a historian would have a favorite forefather, but if I were to choose, I think it would be John Hancock, because I do write with fountain pens and quills, and I have impeccable penmanship, if I do say so myself. Eight years, Catholic school. Good for you. Well, Gouverneur Morris is my favorite forefather, and in fact, I sometimes refer to him as GMO. Of course you do. Do you know that he was the only delegate at the Constitutional Convention in Philadelphia in 1787, who was opposed to slavery? James Madison, who would later serve as the fourth president of our country, said, quote, he never would concur in upholding domestic slavery. It was a nefarious institution. It was the curse of heaven in the states where it prevailed, unquote. Oh, snap. But G. Mo was a genius. He attended King's College, now Columbia University, at the age of 12, graduated with his master's by 16, and he was a lawyer at the age of 23. College graduate at 12, master's at 16, and a lawyer at 23. I'm starting to question my life choices. He got his first public position when he was elected to represent the family manor, Morrisania, in New York's Provincial Congress. Yes, you probably heard of the place before. The Morrisania State at one time encompassed what we now call the South Bronx, just below East 172nd Street today. That's around the area all the way from the Andrew Friedman Home, the Bronx Museum, Yankee Stadium, Bronx County Courthouse, Ostos Community College, and all of Mount Haven, right? Can you imagine all that backyard? I cannot. Neither can I. Anyway, Gouverneur Morris was already a young patriot maverick when he was elected to this office. It was one of the many thrusts by individual landowners who wanted the colonies to be transformed to independent states. Yet... Gouverneur Morris was a complex man with complex relatives. Take, for instance, his Tory mom, Sarah Gouverneur, who offered up the family estate to the British when they invaded New York City in 1776. She was obviously on their side. Mommy Dearest was a conservative and a British loyalist. That must have made for some interesting family holiday dinners. We'll be right back. Get it, baby, get it! And now, for a little segment we like to call, Yo Angel! Yo Olga! Some people claim that the inspiration for Max Fleischer's 1930s cartoon, Betty Boop, 
was a Bronx performer named Helen Kane. Is that true? You know this has been up for debate for years. The story goes that the cartoon character supposedly drew inspiration from Helen Kane, a girl in Hunts Point. Helen performed throughout New York City, including our very own Kane's Casino, once located at Classen Point. Her character features and music style were believed to inspire the popular tune of that era. However, a court case in the 1930s revealed that she actually copied her style from black singer Baby Esther Lee Jones. But in that era, other female singers also sported that flapper girl look Betty Boop had done. Now you know. Now back to Governor Morris. Although Governor Morris couldn't join the Continental Army as a legislator, he stepped up and as a politician campaigned for better provisions, uniforms, and weapons for the Continental Army. So he had their backs. Here's a random fact. In 1780, he got his leg crushed supposedly by a horse carriage, which ultimately led to amputation. But rumor has it that he actually landed on his legs when he jumped from a window to avoid an angry husband. G. Mo was known to be quite the paramour, having affairs while he was an ambassador in Paris. Oh Lord, clutch the pearls, this is a continental telenovela. Yeah, he was quite the character, but we are reminded of his legacy, even in modern day. Yes, tell us why. Well, Gouverneur was part of a commission that planned the Manhattan street grid in 1807, later to be called the Commissioner's Plan of 1811. This is the grid system we still see today. At the same time the city was rapidly expanding, the commission created an accommodating street grid system that had 12 parallel avenues with 155 intersecting streets. His work extended even to upstate New York, where he was part of another commission behind the construction of the Erie Canal, a system of waterways and locks that pretty much opened up Middle America to trade. And he also served as president of the newly formed New York Historical Society. His peg leg is still stored there till this day. That's wild. Wait, his wooden leg is at the New York Historical Society? Like, like right now? Can we see it? Um, no. But before we continue, let's take a quick break for some sponsor information. The world has changed a lot in the last year, and more than ever, you need health insurance you can rely on. Empire Blue Cross Blue Shield is the whole health company, and that means they are dedicated to improving the health and well-being of everyone in the Bronx and throughout the New York service area. They've been supporting the health of Bronxites for 86 years, providing you access to high-quality, affordable care. To learn how you can make a whole health connection, go to empireblue.com. Sigourney Weaver here to tell you about the New York Botanical Garden, 250 acres, 1 million plants, and you. Now open in the Bronx. Plan your visit at nybg.org. The Residence Inn by Marriott Bronx at the Hutchinson Metro Center on East Chester Road. This all-suite hotel offers an at-home feel with fully equipped kitchens, luxury bedding, a fitness center, free parking, free breakfast, and free Wi-Fi. Grab a bite to eat at their complimentary social hour or order a local craft beer at the bar. It's better in the Bronx. The Residence Inn by Marriott Bronx. For reservations, call 718-239-3939. 
So in our last episode, we determined that Jonas Bronk hailed from Sweden. But where did Gmo come from? You know, Gouvernomoris comes from a lineage going back many years in Wales. The first of his relatives to arrive in what we now call the Bronx were the Morris brothers, Richard and Lewis. These were the guys who bought Bronkland, right? We mentioned them in our last episode. Correct. These guys came from the island of Barbados in the 1670s, along with their slave workforce. It is believed that they were the very first family to introduce African slaves in the annals of Bronx history. Which is wild because Governor was against slavery. So somehow between his family's arrival in the 1600s to his time in the 1800s, he got woke. Pretty much. He was born in 1752 at Morrisania to Lewis Morris and Sarah Governor, in which he inherits his name. So her maiden name became his first name. Correct. His half-brother was another Lewis, who was a signer of the Declaration of Independence. His other brother, Stats, was a major general for the British. Governor was quite gifted and eloquent, but the height of his political career came as a delegate for the Philadelphia Constitutional Convention, where he was the only delegate to speak for the longest. Soon after, he became one of the principal authors of one of the most important documents in American history, the Constitution, where, as you mentioned earlier, he wrote the preamble. We the peeps. Yep. G. Mo was a player for a while, but at the age of 57, he decided to settle down with his housekeeper, a woman 22 years his junior. Another telenovela. This one was a bit off the rails, though, right? Sure was. Her name was Anne Carrie Randolph, and she had been embroiled in a wee bit of a controversy herself. She, with the help of her brother-in-law, had been accused of murdering her own baby. As the story goes, they killed the infant because it was illegitimate, and you know in those days. Anyway, it seems that Gouverneur Morris was unfazed about the accusation because he married her, and three years later, they had a son together. So there was a mini-G-Mo, or a G-Mini-Mo, or a G-Eeny-Mo. Gouverneur Morris II. Well, Daddy Morris was in poor health. He had suffered from some form of gout that caused blockages in his urinary tract. And to alleviate the pain, he would use a whalebone as a catheter. This procedure that he self-administered caused so much damage that he ultimately died at the age of 64. He died in the very same room where he was born 64 years earlier. And this is why, boys and girls, we do not perform our own surgical procedures. And... Eeny, meeny, mo. What, what, tell us what became of him. Well, Gouverneur Morris II was raised mainly without his dad, but he made a name for himself in the industrial world. Landowning in the mid-19th century was not what it used to be, and instead the railroad industry enticed a young Morris to invest his heirlooms. He had his family estate subdivided and sold to smaller developers. Now, from this one estate, you had industrial villages such as Mott Haven and Port Morris appearing in Bronx history. In fact, Port Morris was G. Moe II's own personal project as he created a deep port there rivaling those in New York Harbor. Places today like Morris High School, Morris Heights, and Morrisania still hold those family legacies. Well, that was great stuff. Thanks, Angel, for educating us on founding father Gouverneur Morris and his Bronx legacy. Thank you all for tuning in to our Go Bronx podcast, produced by the Bronx Tourism Council and made possible by Empire Blue Cross Blue Shield, the Holt Health Company. Additional promotional support is provided by NYC and Company. 
Mucho thanks to our pod headquarters, the Huntington Free Library and Reading Room, for hosting our recording. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at GoBXPod. To access some of the links mentioned in this episode and for more information about previous episodes, go to GoBronxPod.com. And while you're there, subscribe to our e-newsletter. As, As always, always, I'm Olga Luce. And I'm Angel. Bronx, Bronx for yours. yours.